AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I'm about to have Dustin Lynch on here. He just left the house. Uh, yeah, don't forget to check out Amy's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown. I'm looking at my email. Mike D, is anybody hitting you up about our producer job yet? Not yet. I usually get those pretty quick. Yeah, I've been hit up by everybody. And good. Like, there are a couple people, like, uh, background. Dun, dun, dun. Our show, our head producer is leaving to go work for me in a different capacity on my management team. Which my management team looks over like books and TV and even radio a bit and just pretty much everything I'm doing touring. Um, so I need someone over there. So I've asked Morgan number one to move over to that side, and it's a promotion for her. But that means I got to find a new producer, like a new head producer, executive producer on the show. And so yeah, man, everybody I know wants the job. I don't think people just even know what the job is though. And I put on Twitter, it's a pretty heavy job. It, yeah, it's a lot. And so. You know, people are like, hey, listen, I, I did, you know, two years of media in college, and I love it. And shoot your shot, everybody. Everybody shoot your shot. But it's, uh, it's a tough one. There are some of my friends I'm even having to go, I don't quite know that you're, you're, you're ready for this yet. It's like, you know, it's 150 cities in the USA and Canada. We do night shows all over the country, too. We have a countdown. We book guests. You have to manage all the morning show staff. You have to work with sales. The morning that part of it's a whole thing. Pitch segment ideas, manage a schedule. I'm traveling. It's just a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's great that we have so many people like trying for it. And I'm glad everybody's raising their hand. I would raise my hand even if I wasn't qualified because a few people fall through. You never know who's going to be there waiting. But I just wondered if you'd been hit, hit for it. No, I usually get those emails like, hey, here's my resume. Uh, throw it to Bobby. Well, let me know what you do. All right. All right. I will. Um, Caroline Hobby has a fantastic podcast. And she has on Katie Cook from CMT. Yeah. It's, really, it's a really good one. Some great stories in there. Which Katie Cook doesn't so much just talk about herself, but some, like Dolly Parton stories, Blake Shelton stories. Um, just if you're bored, check that podcast out. Like if you're like, man, it, she talks to really interesting women. Some of them have to be wives of country stars, but it's called the Get Real Podcast with Caroline Hobby. And I hope you check that out. Um, I was just talking about that producer job. I'm just looking at my email because we just did you know, hour and 15 minutes with Dustin. Mm -hmm. And 
I have like 11 of them just about that job. And I have to have the awkward call with some of them. It's like, hey, I don't think that this job, and I don't like having to have that, that conversation, but I do. So Mike, sorry, bud, you can't have the job. All right. <laughs> you can delete uh, that email. Yeah, yeah. And I get, you know what else I get? Are a bunch of relatives on 23andMe. Oh, yeah. I get those all the time. It's like, you have a new relative. They want to reach out to you. It's like my ninth cousin. He's <laughs> like, hey, man, I saw you on Dance with the Stars. We're related. Uh, so I haven't done that. What? 23andMe. This is not a commercial, by the way. Yeah. They're not a, I don't think they're a sponsor, are they? No. Of the podcast. Um, yeah. All right. Anything you'd like to say? Am I missing anything? Uh, check out also uh, Story Losers. There you go. And Velvet Edge. And Velvet Edge. Um, all right. Here's Dustin Lynch, uh, the newest episode of the bobby cast kind of good to get him in and together on the show a bit he's come in a few times i don't think we've ever really hung out socially though um we've seen each other at a couple festivals but um i think as long as we ever spent together and we were naked the whole interview the so whole time no <laughs> we weren't just half of it all right here's dustin Lynch. hey welcome to episode 184 with dustin Lynch. who i didn't see you drive up uh they they did say you got here early which i love i'm such a proponent of early man i i uh I've been in the studio, and we got done, and I'm like, well, I might as well get over there early. I don't know. In the studio. I was afraid I would beat you here, but well, you're I, ready, man. I came from the gym, and I put on my best jorts. I don't know if you noticed. It's summertime. I, the I got my jorts okay. on. and uh, <laughs> I did try to think. I'm like, what's appropriate to wear to Bobby Cast? Whatever you want. I, mean, I'm, I just I'm, went with Comfy Man. Yeah, but you've but, been, So you've been in the studio doing what? Well, we were riding today. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm in this weird zone of need a couple more songs. I need the right song. A couple more songs for what? For the next album to make sense. There's there's a few songs that we have that won't make sense until I find the two I'm trying to find. So you need a bridge in between Yes. A and C. Like you yes. have A and C, you're just trying to find those B songs to kind of close it up. Yeah, I have like really well written meaty songs and I just need I need that song that people want to dance and drink to. Yeah. Well, it's it's usually the other way around. I know, it really yeah, is. Yeah, where people are like, we got the, the, the party songs. We're just and trying to find those, song, those deep songs that kind of express how we're feeling. The elusive up-tempo for me, man, it's, it's tough. I, I can't do certain things. I've learned certain, like, the farther I get in my career, the smaller the bullseye's gotten because I know who I am, uh, which makes things frustrating. It really does. So who, who are you riding with today? Um, I was with Will Weatherly. I was with Jaron Johnson of... Uh, Cadillac 3. Cadillac 3, yep, um, which I love that dude. We, we hadn't written in a while um and uh, uh james mcnair so you go into the room and do they already know what you're looking for like you just told me like you're looking for that that we'll call it the b gap song do they know you're looking for that song or do you guys all go in and you they don't really i i, I kind of direct them you know um and i've been blessed to be able to write with people that kind of know what i am now and know what i do and know what i need whenever i say hey i need a song that gets people up in the arena or the amphitheater they know what that means so um we instantly, you know, gravitate towards a certain thing. Did you finish it today? We did, yeah. Oh, they're actually, they're cutting guitars on it right now. So I kind of cut it out earlier once I sang it. Isn't it exciting to, like, get that song back? That's it. Like, after you, like you've, you've written it all day. And I do this with a lot of comedy songs that, that, that we write. But you, you write it all day. And then it feels good. But when they sit and they, because you're not, it's not the, the song that's going to be on the record. Right. But still, it's kind of cool to hear the demo back. Yeah, it is. And, and that's changed. I've been doing this long enough to. It used to be when we started, man, it was just us and guitars in a room. And then you kind of just had a recording on your phone. And, and then you had to go back in and demo with a whole band three weeks later and then wait on that to get done. Now it's, I mean, tonight or tomorrow, I'll be riding around at the song we wrote today. So it's pretty cool. I was talking to uh, Garth Brooks this morning. We we're talking about school and 
there was a story about because Garth had some stuff at school where he wasn't always the best student. Yeah. Elvis had some stuff where he wasn't the best student, and it's something where Elvis had gotten a C in music, and the teacher was like, <laughs> "I don't know if this thing's for you." Yeah, yeah. Like Elvis, I don't. Little Elvis, I don't know if music is your career. <laughs> I was reading this thing about you where, where you got to see it in music. I did. My only C in my life. Really? No, your no only kidding. C? Vocal music, yes. In vocal music, not vocal just like music. a music class. Yeah, vocal music. Wait, so tell me about this class. So you go in and how big is the school you went to? Um, I graduated with like 400. Okay. Yeah, so pretty big. I mean, we were the big town of, of my area. We had Applebee's and mm. the movie theater. I think we had eight theaters in it. So we were kind of the, we were the preppy kids of the county, right? Everybody hated on us because we had a movie theater in Applebee's. But um, vocal music, too, was a class everyone took if they wanted to be in chorus, I guess, junior and senior year, which was kind of the cool kids thing to do other than sports. And I got a C, and I couldn't get in. So, but, but why would you get a C? Were you not a good enough singer? Did you not, no, did you not show was, up enough? I think it was I was talking to a lot of girls, like, in the back, wasn't paying attention. So you were goofing off. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And you didn't get into chorus, so then what would you do? No, just, got in a band. No kidding. You start. Um, now, now I probably would have anyways because two of my guys in my band were in the course as well. But um, that was kind of my, I don't know, I, I, like, I like being the underdog, man. I like having a chip on my shoulder. Just the way I'm programmed. I think my dad's programmed the same way. Other yeah. than that, though, you were a great student. Yeah, I love school, man. I love working hard. I wasn't, it didn't come to me easy. See, I, I, I got into college um, from a golf scholarship, believe it or not. That's how I got to Nashville. And David Lipscomb, and I, I fell in love with, I was good at biology in high school. I fell in love with, as a freshman, what do I want to do? Well, I like biology. I'll take a biology course. And I did well at it, and then that led to another biology course. And all of a sudden, I was like, man, I'm in love with science and outdoors and how plants work. And um, I'm a huge, huge outdoorsman, and I fell in love with how the body works. Human body is an amazing machine. Let's back up to the golf scholarship. How good of a golfer were you in high school? Um, were, you, were you the first player? Were you number one? I was number two. Uh, some weeks, number two most of the time, behind my actual co my college roommate, um, Cody. But yeah, I was, uh, I won uh, my senior year. I won regional, I guess it would be, right before state by seven shots. Jeez, that was like Tiger the Masters. Like <laughs> man, I had a good day. 15 years ago. I was like, my, I, I'll never forget that day. I could not make a bad swing, I mean, or stroke. It was awesome. So you're playing golf, though, at an elite level. Were there golf courses in your town? Yes. Yeah, we had a few. Yeah. Well, and you're such a... You didn't play basketball, football? I didn't. No, I, I really wanted to play football. Um, if I would have played football, I don't think I would have picked the guitar up, to be honest with you. That was kind of my crutch of, and no one cares about the guys that aren't on the football field. What can we do? And you go hang out at parties after, after the football game, and all of a sudden the guy picking guitar gets all the attention. I'm amazed at all of you guys that are such good golfers because there's, there's you and there's Jake yeah, and there's Kip. There's something to and that. There's Colt. But I think maybe we, we were good at golf because we were, I don't know, I wasn't big enough to play high school football. I got my bell rung at an early age. I was like, I'm out. This is, this is not for me. Um, I put on all my weight after college, really. I was a scrawny, scrawny human. Um, how good of a golfer were you? I'm still fascinated with, how, with, with well, anybody that's good at golf because I played golf forever, and I couldn't shoot below 87, 88. Yeah, it's a tough game, man. I play, of course, I played every day for 20 years. Um, got a full ride to college. That was back whenever Crazy. they could write uh, – you know, if you got more, if I qualified for more scholarship, they wrote you checks, actual cash. Here, go rent a house mm -hmm. or buy clothes or whatever. And you didn't play golf through college? Yeah, I played all the way through oh, college. Oh, you did? I sure did, yeah. All for years. I stayed good enough. In college, I, f I really fell in love with music and, and chasing that because I, I found Tin Roof on the Murmuring Street, which is, you know, 
I don't know if it still is, but back then was the college bar to hang out for, for the Lipscomb and Vandy kids and started playing there. As a college kid, dude, when you have your a Friday night and you're playing from 10 to 2 and you're, all your friends from college campus were coming down, and yeah. it was insane. And, and so that became my love and passion. And I would stay purposely stay good enough at golf to keep my scholarship, um, obviously, because that's how I pay my way through school. So you're living in Nashville, you're playing golf, and you're, you're playing music. What are you kind of feeling the bug for more, though? Is it M- Music for sure, yeah. I never had it mentally to make it professionally as a golfer. I don't know why. I just could not get over uh, whatever hurdle that was in my brain. I don't, I don't know if it was pressure or – I don't know. I just I was never good enough or maybe mentally – I can't hit the ball good enough, but I was never mentally good enough to, to win it. What was it for you in Nashville when you're playing music where you go, oh, I think I may can do this for forever? Like – well, I knew I was having fun at first. As a college kid, you're making good money on the weekends, not only getting to party with your friends, but you're getting paid to party with your friends. Um, and then those parties turned into frat parties at other college campuses. And whenever you start traveling and people want you to come to their party and host the party and, and you see that one invitation, uh, my first ever was at UT Knoxville. It was a crawfish boil on a Thursday afternoon, I think. And after we play that show, like three more frats called and we were booked the next month, three frat shows up there. And, you know, they, they've got mom and dad's money, so they're paying us thousands of dollars to come hang out and play and eat crawfish. And That's a confidence builder. This is like, oh, man, I'm doing something right. And uh, Are you playing in a band or are you yeah. just Dustin Lynch? Yeah, I was doing a band, and then we would go up there, me and another guy, an acoustic guitar. Kind of. Did you have a name? Or was it just, it was Dustin, just Lynch? Dustin Lynch? Yeah. I don't, I don't think we had, ever had like an end, the, you know, band name. But. You're playing these uh, frat parties, these sorority parties. Uh, I mean, as a 20-year-old, 19-year-old? Yeah. Making good money? Making good money. I don't know how you stay focused on playing golf. It was tough because I, I would have to go, um, you play all night, and then, or even if it's in Nashville, you play all night, and then at 6 a.m. you're on a bus rolling to whatever golf course to walk 18 and play a practice round, and then we played Monday, Tuesday, 18-36. We had to walk 36 holes um, on Tuesdays. So, or maybe it was 36-18. I think it was 36-18, but. Uh, it was a long day, long days, man, and then I have to, you know, also do well in school. And you do finish school. I finished, yeah, sure did. It's yeah. crazy that you're here, you know, and you're doing music on a large level, but you stayed in school and finished. I did. I had a promise with my parents, you know, I wanted to do that, and and also, I mean, um, I wanted a little bit of a backup plan. I think that it's scary jumping out and trying to do music for a living, um, but I knew I had to give it a shot. Um, yeah, I, gra- I graduated and and actually got in. I did all the med school prep stuff so i i did um it's called the mcat so that was like a prep class for you want to be a surgeon yeah i want to be a surgeon that instant gratification man you fix somebody that's broke like what's what's up with that like why a surgeon where did you see surgery or a surgeon and that was like i think i should do that um i think just being around i don't know (laughs) maybe being around doctors at the golf clubs or something that had the nicest cars probably you think about to you know 16-year-old me, maybe why I thought that would be the path for me. I don't know. But you love music more than you love I did, yeah. about surgery. That was a tough conversation, man, because... With your parents? And, and also, inner dialogue, too, is like, man, I'm having fun. I'm making money. I'm making good money playing these crap parties, wedding receptions. And, um, but then you have four years of hard, hard work and dedication that is, you know, the pre-med degree. But yeah, I, I, there was a turning point. It was actually... Um, at my buddy's house over here, I was bar- helping him bartend for one of his mom's. Uh, she's a, a, a big-time lawyer, but she was holding a conference, and one of the guys there was a surgeon. He came to get a drink, and he's just being nice, like, man, what are you studying in college? I said, man, I'm actually 
about to graduate. I don't want to be a surgeon. And he goes, I'm a surgeon. Don't be one. Grabbed his drink and walked off. I was like, what did that mean? Like, you know? That's funny you remember that, though. Like, that, was, no, that oh, left man. an impression. That was it. That was it. And then, so then, that really gets your wheels turning. Like, don't be one. Um, I think the whole insurance thing had made a switch at that time with um, maybe it's Obamacare or something. I can't remember what it was. But I don't know if that's what that comment was about, but it started making me wonder. And I was like, you know what? I've got to give this a shot. I, I can't. I feel like I'm, I'm having so much fun, and I feel like I'm good enough to give this a shot. I can remember another turning point. Um, I lost sleep for, for weeks over tr- trying to decide if I wanted to try out for Nashville Star. Yeah, the old TV show. Old TV show. Yeah. I think Miranda Casey. was on that. Casey was on there. Yeah. I remember the year I was, I was like losing sleep over it. Do I do it or not? The first episode, Chris Young comes on and sings. And I was like, thank God I didn't try out. <laughs> like, this so you never tried out? Unbelievable. I never tried out. No. And that was a blessing. I Were they trying ready. to get you to try out? Like, did someone come watch you from no, the show and go, no, hey, no, you should not be the at one? all. I just knew, you know, at the time it could be kind of a cool thing. And I think I'd gone to watch a taping or two. You know, now they do ringers, though. Uh, ringers maybe isn't a fair word, but they'll do, they'll go to YouTube and they'll find people who are really good. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And like half of the, they don't want to just trust straight the audition pro. I wouldn't either if I were a casting director. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't just go, my entire show is going to be based on who shows up. Right. Like who wants to stand in line? So they go and they, they find, that's why I asked you, like, did they have you kind of set up to go on? No, but I not guess at this all. is pre that one. So everyone yeah. was thinking about going on these shows. Just going to stand in line for forever. So yeah. you didn't go on Nashville Star. I didn't. When did it start to happen for you when people started sniffing around going, hey, you may, may be pretty good. Like, we may can do something with you at a record label or a publishing deal. Like, when was the first time you were getting paid more so than just to go out and play these parties? Yeah, it was. It was I got a cold call from an old uh, golf room, uh, teammate, his coworker was the son-in-law of my future manager. That's how that worked. Was like, oh, His got co-worker was the son. Okay, got it. So he's like, man, I've got a friend that sings. Check him out. And that guy heard it and sent it to his father-in-law who, who ended up cold calling me. Um, at the time, I was working at an environmental lab in Nashville just to kind of have a day job as well as still doing my frat thing, making good money there and playing at the bars too. Um, you're playing at weddings too, by the way. I was playing weddings. Yeah, the college kids graduate, then they go get married. Man, they have me back. What was the Great. one wedding song that you'd play? They would nail it every time. Like the, the one, it was like <laughs> this is the one that they're gonna. Everybody's gonna get up and dance, either slow dance or you know. Oh gonna, man, you know, there's the classic shout. I mean, right? You guys will play oh, shout. Oh, absolutely, man. We go nuts. I had a guy that that would. I would. I was always smart because I can't. Everybody likes '80s, and I can't sing '80s stuff that well. Um, so I would always have a guy in the band that could just rip 80s music so i would do all the country hits back then wagon wheel was bigger than life back then like that's 20 years ago yeah right (laughs) um (laughs) um, but then we'd rip into some 80s um yeah living on a prayer i mean all that stuff it still works honestly it's still you still go to like these broadway um, bars and it's the same white people dancing to these same songs man right it's the same deal this guy calls you cold and you, you pick up your cell phone and you're like hello he says what he says hey um this this is pete hartung can i say his name i guess i can um and i manage an artist brand new artist that we're just getting started um by the name of justin moore and he's gonna have a single here in the next year or so and would love to uh, i've come across your myspace page how long ago this was and i'd love to meet you in person man i love what i'm a big fan i love what you do love to meet you and i went over to his house and uh went up into his bonus room and him a few songs that I had written and was scared to death. Uh, 
you know, because it's just taking a call from a guy you don't know that has an artist that hasn't had any success. And but hey, it's a call, and you go do it. And we hit it off, and within two weeks, man, he had me uh, at uh, Big Machine Records in the office. And because uh, just Justin was Justin, a big machine, yeah, it is a big it machine is, yeah. still? Sure. Yep. And so we went in there, man. I can remember I got out of his car. Of course, he's coaching me up. You know, and what does he tell you before you walk in? Like, what does he tell a brand new artist going into a label? Yeah. So he was like, just tell me who's going to be there and kind of what was going to happen. You're going to play a song for this guy. And um, how deep you want to get in the weeds of this? Yeah, very much so. Okay. Yeah. So I go in and actually Justin is with Valerie Music. Which is uh, a, which a is subsidiary. Imp- yeah. Kind of an imprint yep. of. Sure. And so I'll go up, up there upstairs. And at this time they had had Reba McIntyre. They had Jimmy Wayne, Justin Moore, maybe Brent Gilbert, I think. I, I think that's right. There. Yeah. Um, and so I go in there and I play, I play a couple of my songs and I was, I was gonna say, I remember like yesterday I get out of his car and I'm so, so nervous. I get out of his car and I like brush my pants and I realize my fly is wide open, like walking across music. Road. So like, that's how my day starts. I'm like, Oh geez. Here we go. Zip up my pants, walk in there, start playing songs. And I think it was my second or third song. Um, the VP of Valerie at the time, his name's John Loba. He turns away from me and starts typing on his computer. And I'm just like, so you feel like I'm such this. a douche, like they're not feeling me. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, this is okay. I get, I'm catching a dose here. Mm. Turns back around. All right, play me another one. Um, and then goes, hey, I'm gonna open the door real quick. And he opens the door, and there's two girls on the floor with their ears listening. And he goes, I want you to know how excited. Like, I apologize for typing. I was actually answering their emails. They're trying to figure out who the heck's in here singing because they're in love with you. I want to offer you a record deal. Like that, out of nowhere. Um, two weeks after getting this call from Pete. And so me as a science nerd working in a lab at a job I hated uh, playing frat music, all of a sudden I've got a, a record deal and publishing deal on the table like that. So what does that mean for your life, though? How does your life change when they go, hey, you have a record deal? I mean, obviously you don't sign something right there. No, not at all. Not at all. You got to get somebody on the phone. Uh, it's tough, on. man. Like I, uh, of course, this, you know, the, the industry has evolved greatly since, I, since 2008 or whenever that was, nine. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm here in hindsight to go, man, a record deal and a publishing deal, those words mean nothing. Uh, that gets you nothing. All that really does is sign your life away to someone else. Because um, you fast forward, uh, you know, we went back and forth to answer your question for months and months. I'm trying to, what's a fair deal? What's not a fair deal? Do I want a day job? Do I not want a day job? Do I want a, you know, publishing deal that's going to pay me a little bit and allow me to focus just on music? It's tough, especially for 24 year old kid that has nothing going on you know it wasn't like i was in the system of nashville i didn't have anybody i was just doing my frat thing trying to figure out who do i meet to go get co-writes and how do i get a publishing deal i didn't know anything um i didn't have anybody holding my hand you know there was no family member ahead of me that did it i was just kind of out in the ocean treading water so um you do now, I know how, kind of how the story ends, that you're not with Big Machine right no, now. No, so yeah, so John, um, part of his deal when he signed his contract over there is he got to sign an act um, of his choice, and I ended up being the one, the card he wanted. So the guy that was typing, who turned around, yeah. to, you thought, man, he's not feeling me. He's the guy that signed you. And he Ends made, up signing me. It was, it was this one, like, golden ticket. That was it. And, and so, um, man, life's good. We end up getting the deal done. I don't have a day job. I'm focusing straight up on music, and I start writing. And I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, I write a song called Cowboys and Angels. And there's a moment where I go, man, this song feels different. There's something deep down inside. I know this is special. And I'm excited. We go in and play it. And 
uh, for the Big Machine team, and they're not excited at all about it. Um, Why? Because it was so cowboy or slow? Maybe so, yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it's one of those things where that song's every song's not for everybody, and maybe that song wasn't for, for them. I don't, I'm not sure, but that was a bit of a, that was a tough pill to swallow. We could not get any participation from that label to give me a photo shoot, nothing, to really get the ball rolling. So John is, uh, ends up getting frustrated over that and some other things, I guess, and ends up going to uh, Broken Bow Records. And so I'm stuck at a label that wants nothing to do with me. Your, the guy, your champion's not with you the anymore. The champion left, yeah. So, By the um, way, they never they never messed with Cowboys and Angels. No, no, they didn't like it at all. <laughs> you go over to Big Machine, and how does that work? Or excuse me, to Broken Bow. To Broken Bow, yeah. So I think... Does um, John still get to have you? Yeah, so they end up, you know, doing a deal and buying me out of my record contract with Big Machine. And Was that a weird time in between where you're sitting It was, there? man. It was tough because... Here I am, I've signed my life away. I can't do anything. I can't I don't have any money to you know, I'm I'm just paying rent with my frat party stuff and what little publishing draw I was getting and trying to write. Um and so yeah, you know, you fast forward a couple of years and I was able to get over to Broken Bow. They bought me, I guess, out of my deal and um then Cowboys and Angels was sitting there ready to rock. And they felt differently at Broken Bow. Yes. They, they said, this is actually this a song that we love. Yeah, and so we went out, man, and we, we cut four or five songs. And, uh, off to, you know, they had a plan in place. Off the radio tour, we went, and this song came out, and, man, not knowing any different, it was an amazing ride, but now knowing how hard that is to do. To put out a ballad? Put out a, but not only a ballad, but just the first thing we'll get a song up the charts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This thing was, uh, it changed my life. You know, it, it did amazing, amazing things, and still is my favorite song to play out. Is it? Will you ever it not is. play it? No, I don't think so. Inspired man, you're getting a lot. You're getting is, a lot of hits. I know, but this is not one I can cut, man. It's it's the one that started us. There's so many um, guys and girls that come back repeatedly. Um, maybe this is the song that brought them together at the concert the first time, and now they've got kids together. You know, they keep coming back and dancing to it in the aisle every time. So, was this a big song that was played at a lot of weddings? Huge. You'd get messages. And going. honestly, um, I found a little bit of a formula there early on in my career where. Songs that people can, that's what I was doing. I was playing wedding receptions. So I think as a writer, I was grabbing from from those experiences. There's a song called Daddy's Boots I have that is from a specific wedding reception in Kentucky where uh, this guy was just bawling, crying, watching watching the father-daughter dance, and, and that's kind of what inspired that song. So I, those first couple records, I had some songs that were kind of directly from that frat party wedding reception type of era you know this one i'm gonna have a hell of a time yeah. trying to feel your daddy's boots you know cowboys and angels peaked at two yes not a lot of songs <laughs> it's, it's crazy there are not a lot of songs to stop at two and i stopped it too behind my, my label mate jason aldean which means your label was kind of in the they were totally in on it yeah so uh <laughs> yeah uh Take a little ride by Jason Aldean. This song kept it out, being number one. I always think back to like my my career, and I feel like I'm just getting started. But I've been put through the ringer, man. <laughs> As an artist of like getting a deal and them not even wanting to do anything, then finally I get this song that gets my life going as an artist, and then it stops at number two for through. You know, and then it takes me a few years to get another hit on the radio. It's crazy. Was it frustrating? And I know the answer's got to be yes, but was it, I'm going to ask you to say it. Was it frustrating that it didn't hit number one? Oh, big time. Yeah, because this town's so funny. There's no celebration. There's no plaques unless it hits one. You know, it could. And, and a lot of artists, their they're step-out songs, you know, or, you know, let's take Luke Bryan, for instance. Country Girl Shaker for me, I think, got the five. Yeah. 
No party for that song. Keith Urban's had a bunch that didn't hit one that are massive now. Massive, yeah. that, that, no parties for some of those songs. Chesney. Right. It's Lots. just funny, as, as a town and an industry, we don't celebrate career-changing songs. We celebrate a stat on the chart that could be, you know, a flash-in-the-pan type of song. You mentioned it took a while to get another song on the radio. So what happened? What, what did you put out that came out after that that didn't work so hot at radio? There was a lot of confusion of, we had Cowboys and Angels, so obviously we need tempo next. Can't go slow, slow. So you got to go slow and right, bump in the right. next one, right? And we had uh, we had a really a song doing really well. Um, that was a little bit slower, a couple couple actually. And then we we fell victim of the radio tour. I think we had Cowboys and Angels, and then we had another slow song, and then a tempo, which was "She Cranks My Tractor," which is the silliest song I've ever written in my life. Um, so everybody, you know, that we're listening to out there, the programmers go, "Man, we want the tempo next for sure." Well. I didn't realize that I had written eight more songs after the radio tour that may have been better candidates. Um, this song came out and, and did what it did. It was fine. And then... So uh, because this song existed, you were kind of pinned into it, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, a little bit, but it did its thing. I mean, it's still... Um, the next the next step is where we, we took a bit of a, a, a tumble. I was talked into recording a song I hated. Really? Um, because as a new artist, I got my way with all the other songs. And... Uh, who, now, who talks you into it? Is it a label? Is it management? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. people try to talk me in, and, and we're all victim of being led. When, when we're not overly sure and almost arrogant about it, we can be led into directions by people that we feel like know more than us at times. Yeah, oh, yeah. That happens to me all the time. I, I, was, I remember this call. I was out in front of my girlfriend's house at the time, and I repeatedly said, I'm not, I don't like the song. I'm not doing it. And I got a call that says, look, you've, these other however many songs that are on the first album, I think, 11, 12. These other 11 songs were kind of you and your producer's choice. Give the owner of the record label one song. We promise we won't single it. Just, just go record it. Oh, this isn't even about a single. This is, this is the old just to get you to record it. Yes. So, uh, so I record it. Go ahead. And the reason I didn't want to record it is because it's not what we could do well. It's not what I could do well. It's not what my producers do well. And we record it and... Uh, Cowboys Angels few success. Tractor hits a ceiling because it's goofy and whatever. But it did its thing. It was cool. And then I get the song that wasn't not going to be a single that I didn't want to record um, chosen for me to go next. The label picked it as your single. And, uh, man, that, was, that started a dark, dark, my first dark time as an artist. And what, you want to say what song that was? Wild in Your Smile. You know what? And we don't even have, that one's not even up, is it? Do we have it up? So, okay, tell me. Sorry, Red Akins. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't even think he'd mind. I don't think. So you didn't want to cut this. Why do you say you didn't do this? This wasn't for you. Um, like, what about the vibe where you're going, you know, this isn't what I do well. It just didn't, it wasn't me at the time, man. Um, I didn't like it at all. What yeah. would you have put out from that collection that would have existed? If it wasn't a single. But I can remember very specifically, uh, it was our first tour stop of my very first tour ever with Keith Urban. In little big town, uh, we were in Cincinnati, and and he called me on the bus after my first set, and I'm freaking out. I thought I did something wrong, and he goes, "Man, great job!" Uh, and I I think Nicole was on side stage. My band's freaking out, you know, because it's our first tour, right? right? We don't know what we're doing, and I so he goes, "Man, great job!" So I'm like, "All right, sorry, I want you to come out and sing with me tonight." What song? And uh, so we go through that. I'm like, "All right, I want the second verse. You'll come in and do that." And then he looks at me. He goes. 
tell me, uh, why didn't you put out Last Lap? And it just broke my heart, man. Because it was the song that I knew we should have done. Um, it's the, and then for Keith Urban to invite me on tour because I think he thinks we're going to put that song out. And then we don't do it. <laughs> and I'm having to sing a song every night I don't like. Uh, it was tough, man. And, and, but a great lesson learned. Here's the deal. Um, and, and knock on wood, and I hope it continues. To My gut hasn't been wrong so far. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, that, that right there in life, I think you I think you go through moments like that where if that didn't happen, I don't know if I would learn the lesson of trust your gut, you know? And I don't know that you would have all the success that you've had based on you learned so much from that. You've been able to make really great decisions. Yeah. Maybe even better decisions than you would have made oh, for had sure. that not even happened. Yeah, without a doubt. And I'm always good with bombing out if it's my gut that bombs out because then I don't wonder. Yeah. Like if I screw up or I write a joke and, and I'm like, I feel pretty good about this and it doesn't work. You know, that was, that's on me. Yeah. I would rather it be on me if it doesn't work than to go, God, I wish I just would have trusted me. For sure. So, no, I get it. And I think we learned, listen, I did a whole book on it. I think we learned so much from our mistakes that actually in the end, like the net win is so much more than if the mistake would have never happened. Yeah, without a doubt. This is Otis Gray. And for this season of On the Job, we're hitting the road to tell amazing stories of real people and their life's work. From a young woman making dolls for an underserved market to folks falling in love at the office, each episode will surprise you. And just when we thought it couldn't get any worse, we got the job from hell. Check it out by searching for On the Job from Express Employment Professionals in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reuse hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. So, 
okay, so so that song doesn't go well. Wild and you're smiling. Well, then what? How you say a dark time? Like what happens on an artist's dark time? And we think everything's wonderful and you're famous and you're making music. <laughs> but what's a dark time? So you back well, the drawing it, board? Yeah, because because now you're second guessing. You come out and you have this gigantic career song, and then you know something that was kind of whatever, and then a, a miss. Um, and and everybody in my hometown, including my family, are like, "Dude, you're rich and famous. Oh my goodness." Which is what everybody Man, thinks. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> we ain't making no money out there. Um, I'm still, you know, at the time, I was just now kind of having enough money to pay rent because I wasn't playing frat parties that pay well anymore. I'm playing free radio shows. You're actually making way less. Yeah, there's yeah. no income now. Um, even with a number one song, there's no income because when we go play shows, now I've got how much expenses that go into putting on a show and a bus and the whole deal. And just to get in the weeds a little deeper is that these Fridays and Saturdays that you've been working before, where you've actually had money coming in, now you're, you can't even go do, you can't even do that because those Fridays and Saturdays are taken up by you doing free shows. Right. So the ability to even try to make money doesn't exist for you anymore. And exactly. So, you know, and I think that's, I didn't understand that until I kind of got over and, and would see my friends do it. And you make less money when you're a signed artist. Yeah. At least in the whole beginning part of it. Without a doubt. So, okay, it's, you're finding songs, you're writing songs. Yeah, so now it's, okay, can we do this again? As a young artist, you go, man, did I just get lucky once? Um, you know, as a writer, as... Or do you get one at wonder in your head? Does yeah, Does that start to pop sure. around a little bit? For sure. And, uh, man, I had a very... And I got to go do this again. Um, we, worked, we worked really hard on writing and, and trying to find songs. And, of course, we're playing shows and getting a tour. And, and that brings on, you know, relationships and new experiences and getting to see the world. And um, we, we cut our first handful of songs for the next album with a new producer um, that I was kind of, hey, go try this guy. But I was also working with, with uh, Brett Beavers, my, my producer from album one. Um, and I said, man, I just need to get away for a minute. Let me, I'm going to go to the West Coast and rent a car for a few days and just drive uh, the PCH out there. One of my reps lives uh, on the inland side, I guess San Jose of, uh, what would that be? Um, Santa Cruz. So I, so I jump, north. Yeah, north. So yeah. I jump over the mountain. I drive from Santa Cruz down to Big Sur, and I'm listening to these new tracks we cut, man. I'd never seen that part of the world in my life. And such a sp spiritual, just mind-blowing uh, drive. Me alone, I had a bright orange charger driving the coast, man, and listening to new music. And it was like a light bulb went off. I said, oh, this is next. This is, this is what I'm supposed to say next. And it was where it's at. And um, it just jumped out out there and and came back and and uh, that was a song that we kind of just threw in the mix last minute of that first batch of songs and we just found something magical in the studio and and it made sense for me to do and and we hadn't you know all, all I knew is my gut told me that should be first and all of a sudden you know country radio just embraces it and we get iHeart on the verge and kaboom it's a two um, your first number one yeah multi week too man it was a big one. Yep, yep. Is it? This ended up landing us. Yeah, this ended up landing us uh, the Luke Bryan tour the first time around. This song. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You get a flag now. Yeah, I got a flag. You get a, you get a trophy. <laughs> you get a party. And so a little bit. Of, it's gotta be a little bit of relief, right? It's, oh, for sure. You're not, you know, Lou Vega. Now you, you have more than Mambo Number Five. You yeah, have for two sure. songs. For sure. And then, but then. This tops out, and then what do you got to do? Pick the next one. 
Well, and that'll always be the process, though, right? As, oh, you, sure. as you see now, it's absolutely it's never ending. It's never ending, and um, there's never a sure thing, man. Which keeps it exciting. I, I've learned instead of stressing about that, it's it's about enjoy the ride. Okay, but you know? you've learned that after some, some success. That's true. Like I, I always feel that way too. Like I, you know, I learned after all the struggles. I wonder if I didn't find it and, have, and had continued to struggle, if I would still have learned the same lesson. Yeah. I can't imagine not having a miss. Um, that'd be tough. Where it's at hits. And what's next? Uh, next. Oh, to continue the story. Next, I want, I fall victim of, of this. Label wants this song. I want this song. So they put out a third song that we didn't want. <laughs> so that was the compromise. We'll put out Come the one that nobody so, wants. Uh, nobody can't decide between her or her. So, bro, you get her. Yeah. Um. So okay. So uh, what they Does put, that happen? What was that one? Uh, hell of a night. And and neither one of you guys were. That wasn't your first choice. No, I wanted it fourth. I think I wanted mind reader, and then I forget now. But hell of a night went number one. If I'm right. Yeah, it did. Okay. So. Did. So, but you guys is. Second choices. It, you must have had a bunch of good music on this record. We did. Oh, we had we had some good stuff. Yeah, There's this, still a couple songs that maybe three songs on that album I think would be hits. This one yeah. hits. Okay. Then then who gets the next choice though? You get to you get the next picker today. Um, no, I, at this point, still they're still kind of running things. All right. Then, I kind of you have to earn your. I think as a young artist, you know, it's my money. I'm going to pick the song because I'm with an independent label. I'm not with some giant conglomerate. Well, and also I, there is some some currency to the label picking it and then having more invested in it. Absolutely. Both with their money and their mind. Sure. Because if they've picked it, they're a little more responsible for it. No doubt. And I mean, even the specific people. Absolutely. Like if you're if the, the VP of XYZ picks that song, you don't think they're going to be in the mix fighting for that thing all the time? They want to be right. Well, yeah. Yeah, Whereas no doubt. if it's your song and they argued against you, they still want it to do well. But like human nature is, I told, I told you. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mind reader hits. Then what, what? What comes after that? Um, gosh, this is you got so, so many. I know it. It's tough. What is next? Is it a uh, hell of a night? No, hell of a night. Then mind reader, right? Seeing red. Seeing red. Okay, there it is. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I got you covered over here. Thank you. I'm trying to think of my set list. Oh my god. Another number one. And by this point, you got to feel pretty good. Like the world is your oyster. You got to feel that. Like I. I, you ever think, all right, I'm about two songs away from Entertainer of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I would be thinking, I'd be like, dang, I can't, now I can't be stopped. I want to go into that with you, actually. Yeah, go ahead. La later on. Okay, go ahead. If we can do that. Absolutely. Uh, seeing Red Hits, yeah, that was, man, it's fun. We're rocking. At this point, we're uh, we're two years into Luke Bryan tour, man. I mean, we're playing Wrigley Field. and Massive shows. Massive. Two nights in a row at Gillette. Massive, massive numbers, man. So we're in front of a lot of people. Life is good. It's easy. It's fun. Luke's a such a funny, the, funny dude. The, He's the greatest. Great He's, dude. Camp is great to tour with, so we're yeah. having a blast. Uh, small Town Boy was freaking awesome. Here's this one. This one to me was another, like you you made it, you were climbing slowly, but this was a just like a boom. Yeah. Like this somehow you got to jump up a whole other notch with this song. Did you yeah. feel that way? Oh, big time. And um, I actually argued against this song, believe it or not. Um, so, you know, the story goes both ways. I'm glad that my label pressured me into going, no, I think we think this is the right move. Here's why. Okay, let's do it. And kaboom, a big one. A Life-changing, yeah. Uh, good Girl, your first number one as a songwriter. Yeah. It's got to be cool, right? Oh, big time. I remember you bringing this one in and going, well, this is, this is just my recollection. You're like, <laughs> well, we're just going to put this out. We don't have anything to go with it. We just have, I, we just have the song, I so we're just going to do it. 
And and now I think this year, that was last year. This year, I think everybody can kind of consume that a little yes, bit easier. Very last so. year, that was kind of odd to do. The album we put out was only, current movie was only about eight months old when we did this. So, But now it's like, man, you write a song you're excited about, put the dang thing out. Put it out. Yeah, it's, it's not even crazy to take it and you feel good about a demo, put it on Instagram if you really want to. Yeah, for sure. Because if you can get anyone to pay attention to you at any point, that's great. That's a that's win. It. Because everybody, there are 10,000 things coming to people from 10,000 ways. Yeah, I was scared to death. If I had to wait two years for another album cycle or whatever for that song to come out, that it wouldn't make sense. And it made sense to do last year from the live. So it did. You know what I love is the love me or leave me alone. I, I told I know, this man. many times off. I mean, I listen to this one when there's nobody around. I don't need to have a radio or a phone. Or I would love to release this one day, man. I just, you know, all these factors go into, can that be a radio hit? Is it too slow? Is it too bare? I don't know. It's you and Karen Fairchild from Little Big Town. Big old song, man. I God, love this song. Awesome. Baby, love me, love me, love me or leave me. I think... I think this shows the importance of, of tour, getting to tour with. I mean, I never would have had the guts to ask Karen Fairchild to sing with me in my life. It may still not, but we were out on tour together, and it felt comfortable to do. Um, and that magical moment happened because of that. I bet you that's a song, though, too, that even though it wasn't a single, that people know. Oh, Because it, it's hard to have songs that people know that aren't singles. I got to do something really special uh, this past fall with Lauren Elena. She was out with, with Cole and I, and she would come out and sing you pop out on the second verse and sing that song with me every night. It's just he's so good. Goodness. I took her out and she opened for me doing stand up for a bunch of shows. And you've we and we live in this world where we go and do our thing on the weekends and we don't see everybody else do their thing, right? Yeah. And then we come back together and you guys will come into my show or I'll take heart. But you don't see people really do their thing in their own element so many right. times. Because we come and we kind of get on this even plane where we're like this. Yeah. Like I'm not watching you do your thing on a big stage. Right. You're not watching me on a stage do comedy or so but when you, like, if I, you watch, and I see Lauren perform, I go, oh, my God. Like, you forget how good she is. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Like, really one of the best singers. Yeah, it's one of those things where she would come out and sing. And after, after she'd get off the stage, I would question, how am I a singer? Like, how am I up here doing this? Yeah. And then after that tour ends, we go to Do Love Me or Leave Me Alone without her. It doesn't feel right anymore. Who sings the other part? Anyone? No one? I sing it. You sing all of it? Yeah. Well, that's not that exciting. Well, my, no, my, kidding, my, my keyboard player is doing some harmonies, yeah. but I mean, it's that, not Lauren it, Elena. Come on. It is the jam. It is the jam, though. Thank you. I'm glad you dig that one. I was watching your vlog. Um, did you have the you had the flu, huh? Oh yeah. And you had to play sick. Yes. All right. So tell me your your guidelines on sick and and performing. I've never um. I've had to cancel one show because of food poisoning, in my career. Um, I actually. That was the first time I tried to fight it off, not, you know, organically, I guess. It, it, I easily could have gone and got a steroid shot and probably would have kicked that. No problem. Um, I just wanted to try to sweat it out and, and do it the, <laughs> the natural way. In hindsight, I probably should have just got a steroid shot and been fine. I, that's what I do. And, I I, and it's not do. good for me long term. You're right. Because right. it's not the best thing for us to do is to do the quick hit. But then you go, okay, well, I've had two weeks of crappy performance. And I, feel, I just feel guilty. I don't know if anybody can, can tell, but I feel like I know I can tell, so maybe I'm not putting on the best show I could if I was just taking a shot. And, you know? and people can't really tell. Like, I've been to shows and watched people and been like, that's a great performance. I talked to them after and like, oh, I've been feeling terrible. You can't, unless you're falling down, yeah. you really can't tell. Right. For me, if, if it's my throat, like if I can't talk, I'll shut it down. I, where were we, Mike? Iowa? We did two nights in Iowa at a casino. I was really sick. Yeah, it was in Iowa. 
I mean, I was I was so sick, and I, all I wanted to do was make it to the show. Mm-hmm. You just want to get to that point because when you go on, you do get a little adrenaline. Oh, for sure, it helps big time. And it wasn't in my throat, but I was like pooping myself. <laughs> like, it was coming out every hole. If there was a hole, there was yeah. And um, and I got through it okay. Did there you was, have to leave midway through the show? I kept thinking I was going to have to. Yeah, but I, I did. You I, let the crowd in on that? No. Oh wow. Not if it's my throat. If I my, my voice is a bit gone, I'll acknowledge it if it needs to be acknowledged only once because it gets annoying because it's not as big a deal to them as it is you. Sure. But I wore. I'm not kidding. I had black pants on, mm-hmm. so I really wasn't that nervous about crapping myself. Right. If I just crap myself, I'd be like, "Hey, I'll be back." Right, right. But um, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, but I feel like for me, it's, I had to remove myself from from stage uh, down in Mexico. Did you get sick? Water? Yeah, bad fruit or something. Yeah. And I just told the crowd, it was a pool party at Crash My Play, and I said, hey, the beers are running through me. I need to go take a leak and went and puked and mm. other things in the bathroom. Right. And came back and finished the set. You know, but, he was really complimentary of you in that pool party is Carrie, Luke's manager. Because Luke and I did Idol. We've done Idol together yeah. the last two years. And she was like, you got to come down. And she was showing me a video of you at the pool party. She was like, Dustin owns this pool party. And there's people as far as you can <laughs> That's see. That's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. and I'm right, right? Like, I, I'm not making this up. There are people in the water. Yes, and, for and hours. For, and they're elbow to elbow, packed in. Yeah. And you're up, on, you're up on the stage crushing it at the pool party. <laughs> and she was like, Dustin's made this his own thing. Yeah, like he, this is, is like he's so prideful of how great this pool party is. It is, man. I, I kind of want to like, I want to see if we can grow it into, you know, other spaces. I promise you that's not the only pool people want to get in and do that, you know? So it's like. Boy, they looked awfully close standing. That's a, well, I, I, I think it was year three. I finally told everybody, I said, all right, because they, they get there. I think we show up at two. They're in there at 10 waiting on us to get Ooh, front. That's, like, di- that's die hard, you, man. You guys realize you've been in, in the sun and drinking all day and no one's getting out of this pool. So what do you think's happening? It's like everybody just yeah, don't touch the water. Everybody's just peeing on each other. Whatever. You, you get recognized without the cowboy hat? Yeah, I do now. I think yeah. it's because I started vlogging. Yeah. Um, and, and posting more on social with my ball cap or no hat or whatever. Are you ever not going to perform on stage with the cowboy hat? Have you not performed? I, I don't know if you've ever done it. I, I see you I feel, without the hat. I, I yeah. only see you without the hat, as a matter right. of fact. Yeah. I, I feel completely naked without it on stage. I do. Luke used to, we got the same with Luke, and he used to. Trade hats with me, and it that still felt weird in a ball cap. He would switch it up and yeah. grab your hat and put yeah. it, and that felt funny to you. Um, it did, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what I don't know how it'd be, man. I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna change character whenever I put the hat on, you know. Yeah, I get that. Like I, I, I wear my big dark rim glasses because to me it's a bit of a hide behind a, something mm-hmm. that is a character almost of yeah. yourself. I mean, I, I'm the same way with my hat brim, man. I cut light and, you know. What was up with the hat? Why the hat at the beginning? Like, you thought I'm going to perform on stage with the hat. I Why? Was, yeah, I was in and out of it. Like, the frat party days, I didn't have, I had just like a buzz cut. Um, and then I wore a cowboy hat, but it was, it wasn't the right fit. And then it was, it was a bit of kind of collaboration with management and my label. And then obviously Cowboys and Angels. Okay, it makes sense to, let's keep the cowboy hat look and go with that. Do you have a deal with cowboy hats now? I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I started wearing the one that, that I found that fit my face. That's the main thing with a hat. It's just got to fit your head and your face and so you don't look like a weirdo. Um, was a 2012 Resistol, and they stopped making them. That was the only year they made them. <laughs> that happened. And, that, I mean, I was just buying them at Boot Barn or whatever, tra- uh, whatever Trail West or whatever's downtown. They're gone. I'm like, man, I need some hats. So, like, well, we stopped making those. Well, we can't stop making those for me because – 
this is my look. So now they they have a press. Just they for still me. make that one. Yeah, man. That's I don't how, think they sell them. I think they just make them for me. That's how you know you're making it though. When you're getting <laughs> your own special hats made. Hey, tell me about this entertainer of the year. Talk to, talk to me. So what is it? What what are you what are you going to ask me about that? Because oh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Okay. Um, and and this is something I want to continue to ask close friends. I, I guess why not do it on here? Right? Sure. I want the whole world to know. Um, is is the constant battle of what other than hit songs, big hit songs? We know that that helps. How do you get from my level to that next step? It's funny that you say that because you're in that that middle, the middle. Like you're not a new artist. I'd say there are five levels, right? Yeah. We'll just call them F. We'll go backward. A, B, C, D, F. We'll call them like the five grades. And F's not bad, but we're going to say that's the brand new artist. Brand new, yeah. Okay. So everybody knows A, and we'll put in the A category the Luke Bryans. Yeah, your superstars. The Keith Urbans, the Miranda Lamberts, the Churches, but the Carrie Underwoods. That's A, right? And I would say with you, you're in that bottom of the B. Yeah. You know, it depends how much people know your music, maybe in the very tip top of the C, but Mm -hmm. you're right there in that spot. And you've done a great job. I think freaking Small Town Boy kind of put you into that B level. Like right. we talk about moments. Sure. Moments are the things that move you up a level. Moments or slash and doing things other people can't do. Right. For example. Right. Eric Church goes out and plays four hours. Sure. Now, the, he should be in the conversation for Entertainer of the Year. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah. Do, doesn't have a bunch of hit songs. Now he does, but I'm saying in comparison to someone like Luke. But he doesn't all. He also doesn't walk the same highway to the store that Luke sure. does. And for him to not have hits is fine. He doesn't. He's not an artist that's based on hits. He can go and play for four hours yeah, and sell out the freaking football stadium. We were talking about that today in my co-write. You know how Church has his fan base. It doesn't matter what he puts out. They're in. They're in. And I think that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Now, part of his brand is not playing the game at all. If he and I'm not telling him to, and I'm not John Pete, his, his manager, and I love him. But if he did a bit, I think he'd win it. Yeah. I do. But yeah. but part of his brand is he doesn't play the game, and good for him. Like, he does what he wants to do. Yeah, sure. Uh, like a Luke. Luke, smash, 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 smash. Um, and Luke is, has a distinct sound. Mm-hmm. When Luke opens his mouth, hey, I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's so distinct, he's on television now as a judge on um, Middle of America hit show, right? right. But it, that was hit, 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 hit. So to move, you, you, all, you need those, those moments. Like Stapleton. Right. His is album sales. He sells albums like nobody sells albums and for a long time. Who I think now is quickly, and he's not going to be it now, but because he streams so high, who to look out for is Luke Combs. Oh, without a doubt. And yeah. he doesn't, you don't look at him and go entertainer of the year because he's just a normal dude. That's his appeal. Yep. But I think he's really, him and Kane Brown are the guys that have come around because they're in the class after you, maybe even two classes after you. Yeah. Um, they're in the classes after you that, I think they're about the only two stars so far that streaming has really made. Yeah. Like they're, they're big. Like streaming has been a huge push for them. Right. Um, radio has two, but I think streaming is really. Yeah. That's where the story those, started yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, mo- a moment. I love or, to hear you say a, moments. Or a distinction. Yeah. And, or in a combination of some. Right. You, you yeah. can't not have hits. Right. Yeah, sure. You that's easy. You can't not sell shows. Um, so I think a moment, something big, a song that's so big. That's the thing is like, what is now you go, okay, what's a moment? You know, can you manufacture a moment? Undefinable at what a moment is. Is it a song that just comes out like an old town road? Right. That just everybody loves and sings. 
or is it a Stapleton? Where what put him on was singing a cover at the CMAs. Yeah, yeah. Which people know that song from him now, Tennessee Whiskey, sure. but that was a cover with him and Justin Timberlake. Sure. So it's not just having a mass amount of success. There are a lot of people that have a lot of success. Yeah. But who's, and I would say even like a Keith Urban who's in, who's in his 50s now. Yeah. I think there's something to Keith and his kind of his comeback. Yeah, no doubt. It's almost like I was talking with Rhett side stage watching, watching TR the other night because, you know, TR, TR and I got, and we texted about this when the tour announced, like, man, I can't believe this is real life. Uh, we just met seven years ago and we we're having lunch with your dad. And I was asking Rhett, I'm like, how in the heck, because I think TR sold out, you know, the tour sold out all weekend. And it's like, how in the heck are there 22,000 people here tonight singing and dancing to these songs? Like, what is the difference? And he, he talked about, man, it feels like to me, because Rhett's been around longer than we have right. in this business. And he says, you look at your, your superstars, and let's consider that TR is one because he's selling out the same amphitheater as Luke is right now. And you go, there's always something more than the music with these guys. And girls, um, like the storyline of him and Lauren, or it was kind of tough to point of what Luke's is. I mean, he's got a bunch, I guess. Um, he had a breakout performance with with Country Girl Shaker for me at the CMTs. I remember that. I think Luke, though, a bit is before, like he's had so much. But again, he's so distinct. I yeah. think his distinction helps him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't sound like anybody else. Yeah. But I I agree with what what he what you guys were saying. Like there's got it there's something to it. Like why he and Rhett was saying, I thought this was so so neat to hear dad saying this. He said, "Man, I think these people have bought into the reality TV show of, of TR and Lauren's wife, life and family just as much of his, as his music. That's why they spent the money to be here tonight." Um and it's just me and I told Rhett, I said, "Man, I'm 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 going to go to the grave with this. I'm never going to be it's never going to be good enough. I'm always going to want more." and drive to have more success and how can I do that better and how can we reach this next level? Like always, I'm always fearful of what if I do get entertainer of the year? Then what? You know, like, That's a great and then what though, you know? Like, yeah, it is a great, a great and, then, and what. then what. It is a great and then what. I think though, for example. So that's like, that's my new, I mean, I think about it nonstop, dude. It's, it's, a, it's about something that's more than just putting out a hit song. Yeah. Right? It could Which be. Which for a single guy, you know, and I mean, am I boring? I don't know. I just, I'm just living life, having fun, making music. But it's like, is there enough of, enough of a story? You know, you just wonder. Sure, like, but man. the story could be, I mean, you still dating the girl that you're dating or no? Yeah. Okay. So let's just say hypothetically that she was someone that was on The Bachelor. I don't know if she is. Was she? Is she? No. Okay. Not that I know of. Okay. Oh, no. All right. Good, good. Because <laughs> I don't. Well, that'd be terrible like, if I don't know that. But, or <laughs> she was another artist. I, like, I think who you're dating is part of a story. Yeah. As a single guy. I think with TR2, with TR and Lauren, their kids are a big part of their story. Oh, big time. Like, E covers yeah. them and makes... Th and also, to TR's credit, it's hit after hit, and he takes chances. Oh, big sure. chances with yeah. music. Some of the songs is like 50s doo-wop. Yeah. Then he'll do the, the song that's like a 90s country song, and he'll do a song that... And he gets crushed for being different. Yeah. Which is great. Which, <laughs> which I love. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of people who take chances. Even if it doesn't go right, I love chances. Oh, sure. But you're, yeah, no, I think you guys are right on. It's entertainment years, not just hits. Yeah. If it was number one song, we'd have a whole, it'd be a whole different deal. Right, right. Like Blake's never nominated for it. Yeah. And Blake put out, at one point, I think he had 20 number ones in a row. Yeah. But 
you know, since Blake moved to LA, it's just songs. Yeah. And he doesn't play the game. And you got to play the game a little bit too, which why Church doesn't get it. Yeah, I guess Entertainer of the Year and Superstar A level touring act are different things. I think that um, I think the Venn diagram they they cross. There's yeah. a major cross, but they don't oh, yeah. have to all the way. Right. And also, I don't think it's really something you, I would say it out loud and be like, "Hey, my goal is to be Entertainer of the Year." Like I say all the time, like my goal is to have a late night talk show. Yeah. My goal is to go down as one of the greatest radio personalities of all time. I want people to consider me as that. Yeah. I think I'm the second best interviewer on the radio period in the whole world right now. You know, there's all this Howard Stern, I think is still the best until he yeah. retires. I'll never say otherwise. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a big believer in, I tell people what I'm trying to get to because then they'll at least know and they can help me. And you may rub an eighth of them the wrong way. I've heard you say that before. I love that. Yeah, yeah you may. You may, yeah. but but the seventh eighths that you didn't actually know what you what you want in your right, desire, right. and they can help you. Yeah, and exactly. it's hard to help someone if you don't know what they want. Yeah, yeah. So if your goal was to, hey, I'd like to be entertainer or, or male vocalist of the year, like my right. goal, when it comes that voting time and people are rolling through because I vote on this crap. Yeah, I'm on the boards of some of this crap, and I go, you know what? It's kind of all the same. But I go, you know what? Dustin said this would be something he'd really. This is one of his goals. I'll click it. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's a toss-up and you know right. someone actually desires that. So not that that's, you know, I mean, God, you don't need my advice. But. No, I, I, just, I do. I, I think um, I don't have the answer, you know. Um, it's just nice to have other opinions. I thought, Rhett, you saying moments um, is very, very insightful. It's just like, because it, it, you go through life and if this is a goal, you got to figure out the path, right? Um, I don't know if it's something you can manufacture. And some, maybe it, maybe it just takes life. it is. Sometimes you, know? you can manufacture it. Yeah. But most times it comes organically and unexpected. Yeah. That super A tier. Right, right. Like everybody's good. You can look around. B artists, C oh, yeah. artists. And I use those, those letters as only um, indicators of where people are right now. Because right. B's moved to A, C's moved to A, A's moved to D's. Yep. So everybody's good. You, in this town, everybody's good. Yeah. It's like in the NFL where they say there's such a small distinction between superstar and real good player. Sure. That's what it's like here. Oh, without a doubt. And sometimes the good, the good performer has more success than the freaking amazing one right? because of a couple decisions that someone's either made for them or they've made themselves, like tiny decisions. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, there is not a right answer, I think, is the right answer, but right. It's, it's something that's outside of just music. Yeah. Or you'd see people with just all the number ones hitting it every time. Sure. Yeah. What do we have up here, Mike? It looks like Blake did win. No, no, I'm talking about now, like recently. Oh, okay, I thought you meant he had. No, like in the past five, six years or okay. so. Like whenever they announce even the, um, they Blake won in 2012. We're looking at the list here. These are CMA, Urban, Garth. 2008. Like you can look at Garth who's had really maybe I think one hit in the past five or six years. Yeah. But he doesn't need them. But he goes out and he tours. Yeah. And he sells out freaking arenas four, sure. five, six nights in a row. That's, that's what it's that's all about. That's what's different about him. Yeah. Is that he goes out and tours. I would say Church is doing his best, best Garth impression right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Differently. In a different way, but no one does what Garth does. No. And that's why Garth wins it. Man, I've got to open for Garth twice. Unbelievable. Crazy. You know, he and George are the reason I, I picked a guitar up and a, and a cowboy hat when I was five. So, uh, Urban 2018, Garth 2017 and 2016. Yep. Luke 2015, Luke 2014, George Strait, Strait 2013. <laughs> Is that when he hit the 50 number ones in a row? That was that year, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever hung with Chesney? Yeah, I have. He's a, you ever hung with Chesney? No. That's one guy I don't know anything about. You would like hanging out with him. Yeah. Because he's a dude. That's awesome. He's man. a dude. We were. That's he, like one guy I want to get to know really bad. He's a dude that, well, once there are no microphones and 
again, I kind of treasure my time away from the microphone, so I'm not going to share anything that, that we would say here. But there are no walls. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. Because he just says what you think your dude friends would say. <laughs> but I, I like hanging out with Kenny a little bit. We've done some West Coast stuff together. And, you know, oh, cool. if you're either waiting around or on a plane together or you actually get good human time where you're, if right. you're forced to be together. Right. Um, yeah, I like Kenny. He's, I like him. Uh, Taylor Swift 2011, Paisley in 2010. Now, that's all pay, this Paisley Taylor stuff is pre me. Yeah. When did you get it? When did you sign a deal? Uh, 2008 or nine. Right so that's there, around yeah. the Chesney Taylor. Yeah. Taylor won it twice. Man, she was young and won it. Yeah, that was. Man, she was different. She was owning the world yeah. in the country. Of course, she is still now. Uh, Dixie Chicks. Or like, we got the whole list up here. But yeah, I think the end is it's it's kind of, un, just, there's no tag you can put on what wins entertainment right. of the year. And every year when they announce the nominees, some people left out. Yeah. But it should oh, be like that. Doubt. That's it, every every category, man. I caught a lot of heat from, I don't know if it was heat. Publicity, I don't know what it was. Whenever I, I vlogged my reaction to Small Town Boy not getting a nomination. I loved it. This is the first time that I'd seen you. I told you this before. This is the first time I'd, I'd seen you be human publicly. <laughs> Yeah. Where you showed like real emotion, yeah, because you were disappointed, yeah, man. But there's, you know, what I realized, I still get asked about that in interviews, and I realized from from that moment, um, and even very quickly, I accepted it because I think of this song by my friend and that song by my friend that didn't get nominated either. You're like, well, it happens every year in every category. That's what it is. The beauty of that clip, and I still remember it too. First of all, that's how successful that clip was, good or bad. If you got any pushback, that means there was a lot of push forward. Yeah. Um. And you showed something that was so human and relatable that people still remember it. I remember it. You know how many clips I watch a day? Yeah. Good God. It's <laughs> stupid. It's just, all I do is watch clips. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fantastic. And as long as you're not in trouble, if people are noticing you, you win. That's it. You <laughs> yeah. win. Um, Mike, we, we've been here for an hour, huh? Yeah. Look at us. Dang. You ever done an hour, hour interview before? I, I'm going to love Of course, I can. Man, I'm long-winded. I can go. I can go forever. That's an hour. That was quick. You do. Uh, you go to Sonic a lot, huh? You Sonic guy? Well, I, I I would like I pretend that I do. I just heard a I just heard a Dairy Queen ad this morning. I was stretching, and I love Reese's peanut butter blizzards and blasts. Yeah. And they've got multiple flavors of Reese's, so that's gonna be my next swan dive into the dark side of desserts. Are you deprivation like with food to stay in shape? Uh, man, I've just gotten better at. I think I realize I feel better and I'm a better person when I eat healthy. Yeah, me too. Um. I can, I can, I can go into hibernation mode pretty quick if I eat junk. Yeah, me too. I, and I, I love it for a second. Or you've got to be on every day. I don't have to be on every day. I just day. have to fit my clothes. Doing, because this last year I've done a lot of television. Last yeah. year and a half. And I don't know if I don't fit my clothes. Really? That I, quick? I, give me three bad meals. Wow. I feel like I'm in my gut. <laughs> it is not. What's I, good? What I found that helps is my, one of my best friends in Nashville is, uh, is, same deal. He's really watching his, what he eats and stuff. And when you have friends that, in a, I guess, in a roundabout way, keep you in check. Yeah. Because uh, he'll punk me on my body fat percentage and stuff, and we're always trying to outdo each other. It's like, man, you, when, you, when you're held accountable with friends, it's like. You're it's very fun. much so a product of your environment at all times. Without a doubt, man. You keep and good, I've, good, I've people, realized good decision that. people around you, you make better decisions. I've realized that, man. The past few years, um, it's become very important to me of watching who I hang out with and. It's not even like there's bad people. It's just people that have similar interests of, you know, long-term term health and wealth and that kind of stuff. I, my show, my radio show, none of them have ever done radio. 
And I didn't go out and set out to make the best radio show. I set out to make a show with people that would make me the best at what I like. I surround myself with positive attitudes for the most part. Yeah. Everybody's human. Positive yeah. attitudes, great work ethic, and people that help me get to a better spot. Not the best radio people. Right. We've been criticized harshly for not being a very good radio show. And by the way, don't trip on our 19 ACM or CMAs or <laughs> like that. But it's the same thing. Like yeah. as all the, all the, Everybody hates. That's what you want because sure. it means you're resonating. Right. But, you know, like Amy, I was selling granite. And I was like. That's such a great story. Like, hey, come in and do. But, yeah, it, you surround yourself with great people. You get better out of yourself. Yeah. At least I, I found that. Even, like, my management team. I've put wonderful people around me. Yeah. And uh, so important. Yeah. Well, look, look, I'm happy for you, man. I like, Thank you. I, I'm not even going to. You go everywhere and they're like, what's up with your girlfriend? Is that the number one thing now? Yeah, um, the, the question I even got this morning was, hey, when did you start dating? And I'm like, man, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. There's start not like an official. Or her? I was like, man, at this age of life, you don't, you don't go, oh, my goodness. Do you want to be my girlfriend? All right, uh, June the 2nd. <laughs> you know, it's like there's not that, man. It's just it's, it's kind of happened naturally and organically, and life's good. Has she been on your Instagram? I don't think so. I haven't seen her. Yeah. And I watch her stuff. She came, uh, she's been, what is she? She came to the CMAs and the ACMs. Oh, she did? So it's out there? Yeah. Who she is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Pictures? I would assume so. See, I'm, 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 I'm so insulated with Let me see this. What's her my name? fan pages. I don't know. You don't know I don't name? like Google myself. What, what's her name? Can I look at it? Can you tell me or do you not want to say? I'd rather not, I'd rather not say. You don't want to say? Here's what half is I've learned. Like, no, whatever. But if she's out there, you, you, you're just type it in. I won't even say it. Okay. Type her on my Instagram. I'm gonna say no, it. I'm just saying she gets... She gets like the bad end of the stick. Oh yeah, people troll a, man and call her terrible names. And it, it's that's why. Let me tell you one great story. Let me see if I know her. What if I hit it? It's like follow back. <laughs> yeah, not bad, my friend. Thank you. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I guess I'm missing out because I didn't know that was her. I know, oh. you had a, I know you had a girlfriend. I didn't know that was her. She's single. <laughs> I'm like, hey, well, that'd be a twist, right? Yeah, um, I'm dating someone's wife. It, you gotta like be careful because people will jump on and be mean. Yeah, I, I noticed that just quickly, to be man. We were just hanging no out, reason. like inadvertently. Her sister posted something, and my fan accounts mm. caught it, and it was like, man. And then you wonder, like, who are these people that I think are running my fan pages? You know, it's like, dang. Well, they love you so much. If they can't have you, no one will. Yeah, man, I've noticed that. I was, um, I went out with this girl. I'll end on this selfish story. <laughs> I was on a flight, and this flight attendant, I, I have my glasses on, and I can't see without my glasses. And I'm like, I think she's super cute, and I think she's like flirting with me, <laughs> which wait, wait. usually doesn't go together. How far away is she on this plane? Uh, like three or four rows up. I was flying back and forth to Idle, and so they put me in first class. So I'm up in the front of the plane, and she's working first class. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so not that far. Yeah, and. And I, and I can't, I don't have courage to just go up and be like, hey, what's, I mean, I'm sitting on an airplane. How do you hit on a girl on an airplane? Here's, I want to, I want to say this. How do you hit on a girl, period? No idea, right? No, Same. I, I don't have Instagram. I hit, I'm good with text See? and Instagram. Right here. Yep. Dude. I've never had practice. I've been stuck on stage my whole life. Yeah. I've been stuck <laughs> on nothing. It's in my bedroom alone looking at Urkel going, I don't, yeah. so I, I, I'm like, hey, um, and the, the old guy next to me at first class elbows me and goes, hey man, I think she's flirting with you. And I was like, oh, cool. You're not, I'm not the only one who thinks of this. So she gets on the thing, and she does this thing where she takes her two fingers, puts it at her eyes, and then does it to my eyes and back to her eyes. Like I'm looking at you kind of thing. And so. Wait, before she gets on the microphone? Before she gets on the microphone. Okay. 
And then she gets on the mic and goes, hey, tell us how we're doing. They do the spiel where they're like, tell us how we're doing. And she goes, you can uh, get online and submit your survey at delta.com. And she goes, or, and she looks at me, she goes, you can write it on a napkin. And I'm like, am I in a movie? And I was like, is she, was she even talking to me? Because oh it's never goodness, happened to me I in my love life. love it, dude. Never has happened to me in my life. That's exactly what you and I need, though. We oh, need, yeah. And we I'm need the girl to take the first sure. step, man. And I'm still not even sure. <laughs> and so I go, okay. And they have these napkins, and I write my name, and I'm like, hey, Bobby. And I don't put my phone number because she'll take a picture of it and put my phone number up on Instagram. I don't want that. Yeah. So I write Bobby, and then I put my Instagram name. And I'm like, hey, send me a message. And I hand it to her. Safe. Good. So safe, right? Yep. And I tell the story on the, the morning show. I wake, I'm in, doing the show from California, and I'm like, hey, this happened to me. This girl, I think she was flirting with me. And this is the following day? The following okay. day. And, and she hadn't reached out or anything. And the show's like, you're an idiot. She was like, no, she wasn't flirting with Nobody flirts with you. The show is just letting me have it, right? Yeah, yeah. So our listeners track her down. Like, they <laughs> oh they find gosh. what Delta. I said what Delta. Flight? Yeah, they knew what flight I was on. They knew it was oh Delta. Gosh. They go to the Facebook page. They track her down. And they, they and not, I shouldn't say my listeners, a few of them. Yeah. Of the ones that shouldn't have been, they were, they were wrong. And they track her down and they go to her Instagram and left some messages. And that, so she hits me up and is like, hey, what's, whoa, whoa, what's happening here? Whoa. I know. I know. So I, I don't allude to anything anymore. So that's what broke the ice of. And I had always been like, I've been open and I still am no, wait, open. Did, like, that, did that end that? There was no like back uh, and forth? No, or? we went out a couple times. Okay. I played the operator to stand up. She came out. And, oh, cool. And, and it was, a, she lives in Utah. Yeah. But I was like, ooh, I got to be careful. Yeah. Because she had nothing to do with anything except me. Right. She was t she was feeling the 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 pain from my idiot actions. And right. I wasn't even saying anything good or bad. I was just telling my story. Right, sure, yeah. And so I can only imagine like when That's why it's tough, man. It's like I feel bad. You half of me feels bad, like oh you're not claiming claiming her and blah, and then you go, Man, it's not worth it. Like, it's not we're worth good. it to like, her. Yeah. No, man, we're you're good. protecting we're, her. Yeah, we're golden in real life. But does she <laughs> want to be out there with you? No, I no. I don't. I don't think so. No, there's never been even even like girls in the past I've you know hung out with. I could could see that that was a bit of the case. But this is yeah, it's, it's tough. It's uh, it's it's cool not having to worry about that. I don't think, man. It's like I um, this is like the first person I don't think I've had to work or even worry about anything. You know? Does she live here? No. That's good and bad. I guess it could be both. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's great to miss somebody, man. Yeah, you know, or have somebody. Listen, I don't know either way. <laughs> I, there, was, I, there was one one story. I feel like I talked about these stories forever. There's one girl in town, and uh, she had a boyfriend. I I'd kind of I didn't. She didn't even know I was flirting with her, right? Right. But I was. Uh, she po posted something on um, Insta story. Posted like her music, and I hit it. I was like, "Hey, I love that band too," because I did. I was yeah. like, flirting with her, and she goes, "Hey, I'll send you their record. It's not out yet. You know, a link to it." So, yeah. so she texts me. And I was like, dang. And I looked at the last text I had sent her, and I said, oh, man, I haven't, we haven't texted since the last time I tried to flirt with you. She goes, that was flirting? Because then, then she got a boyfriend right after that. She, oh, no. And she was like, yeah, we broke up. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, um, I'll ask you out sometime soon. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'll ask you out. Well, then what I hear from somebody that I know is like, hey, this certain girl was in a bathroom. She came up to me and said that you were hitting on her. And I was like, I, I don't, what am I supposed to do? Man, it's tough. Nashville's tough. Nashville's tough. I've, I've, uh, that's why you're not dating anybody in Nashville. I yeah. All right. Listen, <laughs> we've, 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 we've said stay, it all. I stay, I stay recluse in Nashville. We've said it all. Um, good to see you, my friend. Uh, Thank you so much for this. Uh, this is fun. Here is, uh, hey, Mike, play me a little bit of Dustin's, uh, song right now because this is Riding Roads and.
you know, people are going to hear this for years, but right now, this is a single. This is it. You like this one, huh? Yeah, man. I like this one. This is you cool. You like this one. Inspired by an Instagram story. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who picked this one? Uh, to be a single? Yeah. I did. Okay. There we have it. Yeah. <laughs> and the label's on board with it. Oh, heck yeah. All right. Ride yeah. and Road. Check it out. Stream it. Download it. Uh, Dustin Lynch. And your Instagram name is that Dustin Lynch, right? Dustin Lynch Music. What, somebody, the real Dustin Lynch is taken? Yes. Because I can't get Bobby Bones. Yeah. Yeah, we had to do Dustin Lynch Music, which is cool. Did you try to buy it, though? Yeah, it's some guy. Um, I think he's a, a painter or something. Oh. Last time I looked, I don't know. I tried to buy mine. My dude's like a, he just didn't even use his account, and he still wouldn't sell it I don't it think me. this guy does either. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Dustin. Thank you. Good to see you, my friend. And we'll Pleasure. see you next time here on the show. Thank All you. Right. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.